Recording in progress. Welcome to the Health Hackers Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Atkinson, and beside me is my co-host, Danny Vale. And joining us today is Rob from Enhanced Labs. Rob is the affiliate manager with Enhanced Labs. Yes, yeah, nice to meet you guys. Hey, all right. So, Rob, at this point in time, you have lost 120 pounds. Is that right? Yes, I'm fading away. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think you're coming through stronger than ever before. Yeah, um, definitely am. I, I lost a total of 65 pounds. I've kept that off for more than five years. Danny lost about 80 pounds, but you got us both beat. So hats off to you. Uh, we're going to be picking your brain about some of your best practices and just, you know, what you did to get there. I know that um, when people see you that haven't seen you in a long time, they probably wonder exactly what you did and how you did it. Do you, do you encounter that question a lot? Yeah, I think that's kind of really how uh – I became the affiliate manager at Enhanced, you know, it was, um, people kept on coming up to me, like, how are you doing it, how are you doing it, and um, I told them some of the supplements I was taking, and, and the, you know, the foods I was eating, and then they'd be like, oh, well, tell me about the supplement, so then I'd tell them, oh, I've been taking this, that, and that, or, you know, this could work for that, and um, then they would go... You know, at the time I was an affiliate, and then they would go and purchase it, and um, the CEO at the time noticed how ambitious I was about Enhanced Labs products and how much they had worked for me, and then he goes, you know who would be great for this position? And I'm like, no, I have no idea. He's like, do you want to do it? And I'm like, yeah, I'll try it, you know? Right. Like, his here I am finishing my RN degree, yeah. becoming, you know, Fantastic. registered nurse and stuff like that, changing... But I was like, yeah, you know, I'm totally interested in, in doing this and um, talking to other affiliates and athletes and um, and representing it and helping yeah. the brand in any way I could. Awesome. So uh, while we're on the subject, I'll go ahead and let our listeners know that if they visit EnhancedLabs.com, they can save an additional 10% off of any order, including all applicable sales, using code Hackers as your discount code at the register that saves you an additional 10%. And uh, that is another common thread that I see going on here is that we all took our success in this area and kind of parlayed that into a professional career. I, you know, while I was losing the weight, I was a full time student, I was working full time during the day, going to school two nights a week. I spent five years earning a degree in education. Taught very briefly uh, biology, human anatomy, and physiology. Oh, nice. I soon discovered that I did not want to work in the public school system. I would really prefer to work with people who actually want to learn something. Yeah. So I went to work for some friends who owned a health food store, and it just fit like a glove. I was teaching some little classes on the weekend, kind of talking about some of the products that I used along the way. And it was like the teaching skills came together, the helping skills, the science background, my own personal success, and it just it just fit like a glove. So I pivoted a little bit, got into the training, personal training. That's where I encountered this guy over here, Danny. What uh, what was your story along the way to? Uh... So I found myself at uh, three hundred pounds and round. And I always use the term and round because three hundred pounds because three hundred pounds can look completely different for different people. So five foot. Tall, six foot five. I mean, I I was uh, literally at 30, 32 years old looking at, probably looking at a doctor prescribed diet that he or she probably wouldn't do themselves, a uh, 
and literally living by somebody else's edicts. And I went to I, I went to a clothing store that I've always gone to, and I realized that uh, the jeans that I normally buy they're not a big enough size there. So I was going to have to go in the big and tall section, and I'm six foot tall. So I'm not tall. That leaves <laughs> only one option. I was big. So that was kind of my point where I said, you know what, I'm going to do anything to uh, start making a change. And that's what I did. I made a whole lot of mistakes and, uh, you know, kind of chased a few rabbits, tried everything but diet and exercise. But at the end of the day, group fitness is uh, what originally got my understanding of how hard you're going to have to work to actually make your body adjust and uh, get stronger to the stimulus that you're giving it. I went from that to a group trainer myself, from that to a personal trainer, then got an interest in uh, working with uh, nutrition, working with the nutrition end of it, working with corrective exercise people that have had uh, you know several surgeries, disabilities, amputated legs. So I mean, I wanted to branch out, but at the end of the day, kind of uh, when you look at all the people that helped you along the way to your sustainable. Uh, you know, fat loss and your body recomposition, you kind of feel like, at least I feel like I owe a debt 100%. to everyone else. And I want to pay that back and be that because there was a few people that were really key in making sure that I had that support mechanism that we could continue on when times got tough. So I feel like there needs to be more people that are pitching in and are there that are available that are forward facing and want to talk about it, want to answer the same questions over and over again, because you want, you want what you've got for other people. So you feel like, you know, you want to give back to the people that have really pitched into you. So that's kind of, that's, that's my whole approach to why I do what I wanted to do. I quit 20 plus years of retail during uh, COVID to be a personal trainer. So I didn't want to wait until I was 65 to contribute to everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my story, uh, kind mm-hmm. of a nutshell. Great stories, guys. Yeah. Seriously. Like, awesome. Well, so um, we want to we wanna get into your best practices, Rob, and a kind of little outline that I got in mind here. This, this comes from my next book project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have one book on Amazon right now. That's Live Like an Athlete, which was kind of my best practices up until about five years ago. I realized that a lot of what I teach now is not exactly what I was doing back then, so I'm writing another book. This one's called um, <clears throat> Metabolism or Mastery. Metabolism Mastery, I'm sorry. Uh, metabolic Mastery, what am I saying? So we want to talk about mastering the it's mind. A work in progress. Yeah, mastering the mindset, <laughs> mastering the movement, and mastering those micronutrients and macronutrients. So on the uh, subject of mindset, I always teach people, you know, it really does start up here. 100%. You're going you're gonna to have to realize that where you are is not where you want to be. I always tell people to start where you are, but don't stay there. And the all-important guiding thing is to have a strong enough reason to sustain you. You know, I call it identify your why. So figure out why this is important, why you want to make this change, What's going to keep you motivated when the going gets tough? Because it, we all know it's not always a bed of roses. Sometimes you'd rather eat off plan. Sometimes you don't necessarily feel like working out that day. So what was your real reason there, Rob, that really got you started or made you decide that I have to make a change? Like I, I found a person, I had high blood pressure. I was not going to have high blood pressure. I had to get rid of that quick. You have an hour? Sure, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Condense it. <laughs> so uh, what happened to me is um, 
I, I hit I hit a complete um, rock bottom when I was about uh, I want to say 31, 32 years old. Um, I had um, I was I was kind of always in decent shape in my in my twenties to a degree. I, you know, I, I tried to hit the, the gym, um, but throughout my whole entire life, I had struggled with obesity. Was always the biggest kid. Um, played sports and stuff like that, but it was always my body weight fluctuated. Um, so around, what happened was when I was in my late twenties, I hurt my hip. I hurt my left hip at the gym um, doing leg extensions. I, I popped the, um, I tore my leg in my left hip. I, could, I felt the tear. And it went down, and I thought I needed an ambulance to get out of there. But it, it went away, walked it off, and uh, kept on feeling the pain over time. So I ended up having surgery about a year later. Of course, I waited. And by the time they went in there, there was nothing left. On the labrum, surgeon went in there, tried to clean it up, do whatever he could. I was like, all right, well, I should be okay now. You know? And this is kind of where it started. And it, and it started me thinking about medicine and about every like everything you know um started to change the shift so that that surgery didn't work and their next step was well let's put him on pain medication let's get him let's get him so he can he can do his daily activities you know and do what he needs to do and we'll control the pain because obviously the surgery didn't work and for me that really wasn't an option so i went to another surgeon and i said well this didn't work and i'm still in pain and um, he said, well, I think I can go in there and I can make it better for you. At the end of the day, I think he was he was kind of full of shit. And he, and he was a cutter. Uh, you know, let's be, let's, you know, an ace is an ace, right? right. Because how are you going to go in and fix something that already has grade three cartilage deterioration? You're not doing anything with it unless right. you're replacing it. So he went in there, he scoped it again. I didn't know this at the time. Mm. Scoped it again. This was a year after my first surgery. And I was like, all right, I should be good. And I was great for about a month. And then it came back. So then I, I went on for another year like that, went back on pain medication to control it. So, and then the weight started to pile on, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, also two pain medication in any type of form will slow down your metabolism, which they're now starting to realize. Also destroys your natural levels of testosterone as a man and does you know, crazy other things to your brain in the long haul. Yeah, stimulates ap stimulates appetite, too. Correct, correct. Um, so that's why you see, you know, some people that are on a lot of pain medication, they just blow up. You know, they just, they get huge. Mm -hmm. um, so then finally, a year after that second surgery, I went to the hospital special surgery in New York City, and he goes, you should have had a hip replacement like two years ago. He wow. goes, I'm going to change your, I'm going to flip. So at 31, 32 years old, I had a complete uh, hip replacement. So I'm thinking like, I'm like, this is it. You know, like, where am I going from here? You know, I've been on pain medication on and off for two years. I'm having a hip replacement. Um, you know, what's next? So I had the hip replacement done. The doctor came in to me and he goes, you're going to have a real problem getting off the pain medication. You've been on it for a long time. You're going to feel like shit. You know, your body's probably going to go through a detox. And he goes, the amount of fat that I had to cut through your thigh to get to your bone, mm. it's like, it was just unreal. Wow. So he, he literally was just like, he gave it to me right as it was. 
after, the day after the surgery. He's like, you have way too much fat on your body. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. Got out of that surgery, stopped taking pain medication, and then I'm left with this, like he said, 325-pound round individual, yep. you know, where I'm, I'm looking at myself, you know, there's pictures of me on the internet. I just looked at the ballooned, like a water balloon, <laughs> filled with water, bloated, and completely out of shape. Yeah, I could be, at the time after that surgery, I could probably not walk down the street, you know, with everything that I had been through. So that's where the mindset came where I was going to change or die. And that's kind of like my philosophy is like, you know, nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Right. So you, you need to put yourself in a mental space and, a, and, a, and a, have mental, like, determination that this is it or nothing. It's black and white. There's no if, bits or what. Like, there's no sheets. There's no nothing. This is my life. I'm going to take my life back. And I'm going to do the best I can to do it. And that was my, that's been my mindset for the last six years. Okay. It's just like that. That hasn't changed. And what I did with that is I said, I'm going to start going to the gym. So I joined the local Gold's Gym by me in, in Carmel, New York. And um, I started going and I started lifting, really. I wasn't, like, doing much cardio because I couldn't, you know, I really couldn't do much. I, at the time, I couldn't even lift like 15 pounds on the leg extension machine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really couldn't do anything. Um, couldn't even bench, you know, 135, you know, mm-hmm. at all. Right. And I just started going at it. I was going like six or seven days a week just at the time. And at that time, too, I was changing my profession. So, I, I you know, I was changing my work field into medical decided I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore and getting my life back and getting my fitness back and my health was really the main priority at the time oh for sure and um, I just slowly started going at it at um, you know 325 pounds and I had individuals at the gym that are still there to this day that helped push me and helped me keep going and then also at that time, six years ago, is when I found um, Tony Huge. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I first uh, heard about you was on the uh, uh, Tony Huge Censored uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he yeah. did an interview with you. So uh, mastering that uh, mindset is definitely the key to getting things going in the right direction. So once we've got that down... I think that mastering the movement is really the next principle. And Danny, I'm going to let you uh, speak on this one just for a minute, and then we'll see what Rob has to say about it. You train people professionally now every single day, kind of like Rob was saying, new to the gym. I know uh, I've seen you out there running some uh, Spartan races. It wasn't always the case. You know, what, how, how were things with you getting started with the exercise part of it or the training part of it? Well, I mean, for me personally, it was – realizing uh, you start from where you are and I think that you said that you said that well so I, I was not strong enough to do a lunge I could go down I did not have enough leg strength to go back up uh, couldn't do 135 on a bench press man I that that brings back some memories and uh, you know it goes down you give it your very best effort and it doesn't go back up again and the way I looked at it is you know my mindset was this is kind of a, it's a mark in time. It's a benchmark that I have to be able to accept this for what it is and know that this is something to be passed and not just something that I have to live with. 
So for me personally, that's how I went from when times are tough and you're getting a lot of failures when you're trying to train and you're trying to really get yourself into a functional shape. So when I mean functional shape, I'm talking about you have a natural range of motion like a capable human being. You don't have uh, a lot of what I call we, – we, we make a few uh, compromises to be able to uh, say uh, if you have muscle weakness on one side, you have a shoulder injury, you have a hip injury, anterior tip doesn't work, so you can't lift your toe up, so you swing. We have to make all, all these, all, a lot of these adaptations to movement, and they pile on. So I make an adaptation to movement. I still have pain. I do a little bit more adaptation. I add something else to it to the point that I'm really not moving like I was supposed to move. It's hard on my joints. It's hard on my ligaments. It's hard on me. And then I have weakness there. So generally speaking, we start with getting getting the range of motion back, focusing on the basics, just sitting there and, and really just focusing on basic muscle movement. I mean, generally speaking, most people don't really know how their body works. Most of the time we find out about how our body works when we injure it and a doctor's explaining it to us right before they do surgery. So, you know, <laughs> taking the time to uh, train and become educated on how your body works will save you a lot of time in the gym. Of course, like I said, I learned the hard way. And for me, once I got to the point that I had a good range of motion, it was doing the weight training, challenging myself, realizing that I can work a lot harder than what I have been working and still be safe. Because what's the number one thing you hear from people, especially in their mid-30s, is, well, I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah. Not realizing that in the process of you protecting that shoulder, that wrist, that process, you're, you're really making it weaker. We're not utilizing it in terms of the way we could be. Yep. And it, 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 it failed us one time, and now we're never going to let it have a. <laughs> it's never going to. We're not going to give it the opportunity to earn its place back in equality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest mistake that I see with my clients, especially now, is that they, they, I have a bad hip, and I'm like, you don't, or I have a bad leg, and I'm like, you don't have the option mm-hmm. of a bad leg. You only have the two. Yeah. Unless you have a spare one, this is the one that you're stuck with. And you know, if we give it enough training and we focus on, on it. Let it give, give it the opportunity to earn its place back. Now, as like I said, as far as Spartan racing and some of the other things, I mean, I've gotten to the point now that I looked at and said, well, what's the point of all this fitness if I'm not doing something with it? I need to challenge myself. And, you know, ever since we all gotten out of high school or college, uh, we really haven't had much of a chance to be competitive. And I think that as a male, specifically as a male, I like to compete, whether it's competing with myself, being around other people that are athletic and, uh, have a good, uh, open, challenging spirit. I think that, uh, it does me well. And for me, it's feedback. So when I found out that I couldn't pull myself up that eight foot wall, then I have some work to do on my back. And so for me, it's kind of a continual progress of how I can keep myself in the gym and keep improving upon my weaker points. And, uh, you know, it may not be perfect. I may not ever have be able to run pro, but I can improve. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I can improve is what inspires me through movement. So that's, yeah. uh, that's the long and the long of it. I know I kind of overdid that one, mm, but I'm passionate know. about it. I think that we can all, I think that at the end of the day, if we can, if we can all help our buddies move and maybe do a little bit of yard work and not wake up the next morning miserable, then we're winning. Yeah. I mean, that's it. 
Well, you know, uh, like you said, improvement, I mean, that's that all-important metric. So, Rob, with you, uh, you mentioned your early days there struggling. What about now? Are you like, do you chase numbers? Are you trying for higher and higher PRs to kind of benchmark your progress? I know for me personally, I kind of got a little obsessed with powerlifting style training a couple years ago. And uh, when I first got into it, I could not budge 315 pounds off the floor in a deadlift no matter what. I mean, it just would not move. Yeah. I went I went from not being able to lift 315 to now being able to deadlift over 405. So nice. that, you know, to me was kind of like I had graduated. I'd gone to the next level. I spent a couple of years adding almost 100 pounds to my deadlift. That's the major lift that, that I really try to improve. But, uh, you know, that's always my metric is – from session to session, can I do more reps, more weight, or some combination of the two? What, what's your methodology behind mastering that all-important element? I think I think it's common and, and different in different waves. I, I think at the end of the day, when it comes to me, it's it's uh-huh. becoming the best version of myself with whatever way that seems to lay out at the time. There was a time where it was about pushing the weight. There, there wasn't a question because, like you. You had mentioned, like, you know, I could barely do leg extensions, right? And I like the point you said about about the movement with not moving, to me, will create an even more problems for yourself down the road. Because I have a torn, I have the same tear on my right hip. Mm-hmm. I do. But you don't see me having surgery now, right? right. I've, I've worked through it, and I've gotten my legs stronger, so... Like you said, you know, I could barely lift with my legs when I got back to the gym. And the strongest deadlift I've had is 405 with a fake hip and a torn hip on the right. But I do 405 now, no, at this weight. (laughs) But, like, you know, there was a point where I was going for the weight. And I think my bench was at a time up to, like, three in the 330s. I couldn't do that now. But now it's, it's, it's about... Like, I've dropped this weight in stages over six years. I didn't lose 120 pounds in a year. Right. Two years or three years. I've done it over six years. Right. In state. That's, that's the you best round. Uh, to try to preserve them as much muscle as I could in the, in the process of doing it. Exactly. And my next thing I'm going to do next for the next uh, three months is I'm going to put on muscle. Okay. So that, that's what I'm going to do. So maybe, then you know, in two or three months from now, what – you know, Tony and um, and his assistant and stuff, what they have planned for me is mm-hmm. to put on a ton of muscle yeah. in the next two or three months. Okay, so you're going to do kind of a mass blast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're doing it, but it's, it's much more subtle than what Tony does. Right, right. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very, like, um, light. But I'm not very extreme either. I kind of tr- try to stay like um, cons- moderate conservative. I would mm-hmm. say, okay. <laughs> stay yeah. Like so, uh, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to blast you know 800 milligrams of testosterone. <laughs> I don't think any man really needs that. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's just at that time you have excess estrogen and like mm-hmm. what are you really doing for yourself? I agree. Beyond a certain point, it doesn't uh, make sense. The- but there's there's certain elements that you can combine. You know, like if, you know, you have your, you know, you test as your base and then you throw in, you know, other things like um, IGF, DES and then Ipamorelin and then um, 
other types of orals and, and HGH. Like mm-hmm. you can put an insulin, you can put on a lot of muscle real quick. Oh, for sure. If you yeah. do it smart and effectively. And you're not some like asshole that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, well, is- I, and I agree with you. Uh, beyond a certain point, the side effects don't justify the additional testosterone behind I, it. I've done it. Test base is pr- pretty much all you need. You know, I've done, uh, I've seen, you know, the good thing with working with enhances too is it, ex- it, it exposed me to a lot of good trainers. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of terrible trainers too in the process, you know, and I've seen a lot of bad advice. And I've, I've learned over the years from talking to so many people and, and teaching myself, like, um, you know, and that that's really the next goal for me, too, is now at the end of the month, we're gonna, uh, I'm going to launch uh, coaching okay. on my end. Awesome. Yeah, through, yeah we'll, we'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah. And that's going to be through Enhanced? Yeah, okay. yeah it's going to be uh, an umbrella under Enhanced. Awesome. So. We'll definitely be on the lookout for that. So, uh, so now that we've got the mindset and the movement piece in place, uh, I want to kind of transition into talking about the macronutrients, micronutrients. Um, you know, it, there's more uh, more than one way to skin a cat, you know. Um, yeah. To me, it's about dialing the energy down, just getting the dietary energy down. The best, most effective way I've discovered to do that is by increasing protein to about one gram per pound of body weight per day and just keeping uh, carbs and fat as low as you can. Now, I follow kind of a cyclical ketogenic diet, which is based on the original phase shifting program that was created by Dr. Mauro de Pasquale, known as the anabolic diet. It's sure. basically low carb keto levels uh, throughout the week with high carb refeed meals on the weekends, which by the way, the and we're going to talk about some enhanced products, Slin is great to accompany those high carb days just to help you absorb and store it all in the muscle rather than getting stored as uh, body fat. That's the reason why I used it. What's your uh, what's your approach or your methodology around the nutrition part of uh, it? You know, like like you said, and I'm sure like everybody's that you know here has done too. I've played so I've tried probably everything under the sun for myself, and I think you know it's really if somebody out there is listening and they have a coach or they have a trainer, it's very important for that trainer or coach to be one on one with you. And figure out what your body needs and doesn't need. Because I've seen coaches out there that just write a program and it's like a one size fits all. And that's everybody's metabolism and physiology is completely different from person to person. So you got to figure I've done for the majority of the time when I was losing weight, it's always like you said, high protein, fats, extremely low carb. This past three months when I went from 234 to 205, it was barely any carbs. It was mostly just protein and fats, like keto. Okay. Like barely any carbs. The only carbs I was really intaking was fruit um, and Ezekiel bread. Those okay. were the only carbs I touched. Yeah. Um, now when I go back into the muscle building phase of things, it will be protein probably with carb, carb cycling, where I'm only utilizing carbs pre-workout and post-workout, and then that's it. Okay. And the rest of the day will be protein and fats. That's what works for me. Yeah. My body does great on, on on white rice. Now it does with slim pills. Okay. And um, fruits, protein, and, and healthy fats um, okay. and carb cycling. I'm not a guy that can eat carbs five times a day. 
So no. I, I'll never be that guy. Right. And uh, I'm glad you said that about the uh, the insulin sensitivity that now you can do it. Maybe to begin with, you couldn't. I I've, couldn't. I've but got, I had car pills in the beginning that helped me with that. I've got a new client who's uh, trying to get off of uh, diabetes medication, and you know oh. I'm, I'm coaching him on what to do nutritionally. So I just got a notice here. We're going to wrap this up in about 10 minutes, and we still want to talk about some of the enhanced products. But Danny, real quick, what's your, what's your uh, best practice on nutrition? Well, for me, I, I couldn't agree more. We all have a different we, we all have a different way of looking at nutrition, but I want to I, I take it a step for, I take it a step backwards, I'll say. Lean into the change that you want to see. And that's kind of the term that I used. I, I could tell you that a lot of my big problems when I was 300 pounds and round was that, you know, I drank roughly six Dr. Peppers a day. I didn't realize it until you look around, but, I mean, some of my – I mean, when you get into macros and micros, a lot of the things that are keeping us, you know, level 2, level 3 obese – are, are, are low-hanging fruit, if you will. So me cutting out, and the way I look at it was I cut sodas down, but my advice going forward to clients that are looking for, hey, you know, I want to I see a change on the scale. I want to see a change with this, you know, this visceral fat rating that's through the roof or, you know, this extra 30 pounds of fat that I had before I'm even considered healthy again is, you know, hey, let's do something simple like stop drinking our calories. Right. I mean, we there's there's some there's some low hanging fruit. You know, ideally, would we like to have all of our meals prepped where we can microwave them and eat them? Sure. Sometimes that's not an option, but yeah. you know, going to the going to the to a fast food restaurant and getting the hamburger and nothing else. Right. Don't get the hand. Just you know, take care of that immediate need that you have of hunger and move on. Because a lot of us eat like we are not going to eat again. We eat like. The food we eat because uh, we eat because we have a preference, not because we're hungry. Some of us eat before we're hungry. Well, God, I'm only going to have a break now, so let me go ahead and make sure I don't get hungry. Yeah, and, and, and when we look at the way, especially after COVID, I mean, food has never been more available. I mean, the grocery store is always stocked. You mm -hmm. can pick up your phone and have it delivered. Mm -hmm. We all need to get out of this starvation mindset that mm -hmm. we are, you know, all one meal away from having our last meal. Mm -hmm. and, and just take a step back and think of what can I do and be reasonable. Yeah. Stop it. If, if I can cut out the calories I drink, that's that was a huge deal for me. I have started dropping weight immediately. Good starting when point. I started when I started ordering at restaurants reasonably, I told my wife, I said, "Look, if I'm still hungry, I'm going to order another meal." It never happened. I know, me too. Right? Yeah. I'd be like, "Let's get two appetizers and an entree," and then I couldn't even finish dinner. Your your point is so valid. Like, you don't need to eat. All the time. Eat when you're hungry and when you need to feed your body right. the fuel that it needs. Well, I say, I say, stay I stay away from restaurants. We, <laughs> well, I mean, when you can, but I mean, yeah. obviously, no. I, I I told you before, like I meal prep. I ate chicken, rice, and bell peppers and onions for a year for lunch because <laughs> the macros worked out, and I didn't love it, but I I tolerated it. It was fine. It wasn't great. But when was the last time you had a meal that was just, you know, off the charts and you told everybody about it? Nah. Probably never. 
No. So it was just a, it was a way of me meeting my macros, getting the food that I needed, eating on a regular basis, not, not you know, not wait until I got home and I was so hungry that I was knocking the hinges off the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. We do what we can as we can, but we all need to take a step back and, and look at the low-hanging fruit is the way I say it. To, and then once you've got that squared away mm-hmm. and you've got a little bit of discipline and you realize that you can take a few things away from your life and not yeah. ruin the quality of your life, mm-hmm. then we can lean into macros and micros and, and, and really dial that in. But if you're 50, 60 pounds overweight, let's, let's focus on the the low hanging fruit and, and getting some wins under our belt and then build off of that. That's uh, just, uh, that's my approach. Absolutely. So Rob, in the four minutes we got remaining here, let's just talk about, uh, let's talk specifically about Slen. We want people to go over to enhancelabs.com, use discount code hackers. They're going to save some money on that product. What's it going to do for them? Well, it's great. It's a glucose disposal agent, right? So if you're somebody like me that was very insulin resistant and I had a problem metabolizing carbohydrates, they would always convert to fat instead of going to my muscle. Well, probably because I just was mostly fat. But if you're somebody on the heavier side and you really like that type of person, every time I eat carbs, I get fat. Especially if you start dieting and you want to lose weight and you do want to eat some type of carbohydrate, it's great to take anywhere from two to four of them. Um, about 20 to 30 minutes before you're going to eat carbs. I keep them in my car. I keep them everywhere. So they're at my, um, you know, they're at my pocket. I can take them when I need them. And they're going to help um, lower your glucose level so that it doesn't spike and it doesn't convert into fat. And it helps, you know, utilize the carbohydrates to go into your muscle instead of converting into fat. So even if you're trying to just build muscle too, they're utilized too because you want those carbohydrates to feed those muscles. So if you just went into a training session and then you're going to have a, a meal after your um, your workout where you're going to have some you know lean protein and some rice, take the slim pills with it. So it's great for dieting. It's great for bulking. It's great for just every day. I'm a guy that still really struggles to eat carbs. So if I if I am going to have a cheat, which I rarely ever do, let's say I do want to go get ice cream with the kids. I'm going to take three or four slim pills before I eat that ice cream. And I know I'm not going to blow up the next day and wait. Right. It's going to help me store it better. Just do it as a precaution. Well, yeah, and, and anybody can take them. Yeah. Honestly, you could probably get people off type 2 diabetic medication like metformin right. and salmonaris and stuff like that mm-hmm. with um, – Slim pills. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on that note, we do want to say, and we forgot to mention this up front, this is not medical advice. No, it's we not. We are not medical professionals. Medical. We're just we're just some guys who lost a bunch of weight that are just chatting on the Internet about it. Always check with your doctor before you make any changes to your uh, nutrition or training. 100%. And, Rob, thanks so much for joining us today. That is all the time you, we've Rob. got for this recording. I'll have the uh, audio up within the next day, and I may take a little longer on video, but it'll be available on our YouTube. You know, check us out. We're all over the internet. Just Google Health Hackers. We're on every uh, major social media platform. And, uh, and we'll while be... you're doing work, I'm going to go check out Enhance.com and uh, <laughs> go order something. Go right check on. out the videos. And Rob, I'll be talking to you later. We're going to do that conference call tonight too. So yeah, Tony should be on that. Okay, great, great. I look good crew. Thanks, looking forward to fun anytime you want me on. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Learned a lot. Get Tony on here too. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, put it. Go ahead and.
let him know about us. I'd love to talk to him. I got uh, quite a few things I'd like to ask him personally. Yeah, we'll bring it up tonight. Recording stopped. Okay, recording has stopped. I'm still doing audio. I'm going to go ahead and turn the audio 